Well, DB, we can sit here and we can talk about how we failed the people. We failed the list. <laughs> Dude, we fucked up bad. But honestly, we needed this kind of, I feel like, just a little hiatus, if we could call it. I mean, it wasn't like we went missing for so long. No, it's only no. been, what, two weeks? But look how much has happened in those two weeks. And that's actually the best part about it, though, is now we get to actually, you know, get to vamp up the division more, I guess. Because, you know, you get to see what's happened since then, since we were going to talk about it. And a lot has yeah. happened. I mean, the PTOs, a lot of PTOs. Dude, you know, PTOs more... are getting thrown, thrown. Yep. yep, more clarity on the roster. The rookie prospect camps have started. And now we've really turned to this mode of the season's around the corner. We're ready to go. We're rocking. We're rolling. The queen's dead. I mean, fuck, we are, we're, we're buzzing. The boys are fucking buzzing. And we're going to start buzzing even more so thanks to the sponsor. No, I'm just fucking around. There's no sponsor. But yeah, if we were actually <laughs> fucking good, we'd have one. <laughs> if, we didn't, if we didn't take these hiatuses, that would have been a real sponsor message. We're back. It's, uh, yeah. you know, it was, it was I mean, a nice break. It was long oh. overdue. Yep. Yep. Good vacation for me. Uh, then uh, I don't know what we'll call the, the few days. Just a little bit of a fumble fuck. We, we dropped the bag a little. You know, to be fair, I was just dropping the bag. I'm, I don't know. I just DB's got a new setup, though. I, I, I don't know how it sounds. Does it sound better? I think it sounds better. I noticed. Well, okay, that's good to know. This is the part where you say there's no new setup. I was just fucking pranking you. Well, that's the fucking thing. I am just pranking you. I'm just still using my fucking AirPods, so you're just a dumb moron. <laughs> What I, went to, I went to fucking Best Buy and they're like, yeah, that's going to be like around like 450. And I'm like, broke college student. Mm. Dude, you said it's on the way tomorrow. I was like, I know you're going to the ASU game, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, I went to the ASU. That was so bad. I went there. Eastern Michigan just fucked on them. It just oh major L. See ya, her. Oh. You know what? We'll give. We'll you know we're gonna go in the next couple minutes. We'll just briefly because before we get into this, let's talk about the NFL for a couple minutes. Two weeks are down. We haven't discussed you know week two of the NFL minus my Bills play tomorrow. Ravens game was incredible today. I was hoping the Ravens won, but I have two on fantasy, so I'll take it. Um, Fifty-five points. How you doing? Uh, and the <laughs> Raiders, the Raiders Cardinals. I said to you at halftime, Kyler Murray sucks. Fuck him. And then he came around and just absolutely. Dude, I said that too. I'm, I'm the biggest Cardinals hater just because my f- friends are all Cardinals fans. Oh, it's so much and fun to hate the team. Your it's, friends so, it's exactly. It's so funny. And dude, all of them are FaceTiming me during the game. And I'm watching the game with my Raiders fan friend. And he's just like, oh, we're going to fucking shit on him. We're going to do this. And I'm just like, yeah, like, obviously it's 20 nothing at half. Like. What's going to go wrong? A lot went wrong. Hunter Renfro started playing football for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, I don't know, grew a foot or something. Because, God, that second half was a different Kyler Murray. I mean, his line wasn't helping him out all game. But he definitely looked like he wanted to win a lot more in that second half. It's all that studying, dude. Yeah, all that COD studying. Got to go hit the war zone. Yeah, you had a couple glitches there. We're gonna roll with it. I just don't know if you're on your Wi-Fi or what the uh, what the case is. We're gonna roll with it because it wasn't too bad. But okay. we're aware, everyone, when there's a yeah. when there's a little when there's a little glitch, there's nothing we can really do about it. Besides, 
you know, stop and re-record a whole 10 minutes or whatever of our live. So, uh, yeah, no, we're going to roll with a minor little. If you guys start supporting us, maybe. Uh, yeah, if we get more support and more uh, people, that's when we'll yeah. start investing you wanna, you wanna in the fucking, setups. You want to and... blow, blow our pot up and get us some listens. We'll, uh, we'll return the favor with increasing our audio uh, production. But other than that, eh, we're sticking with what we got. All right. Well, I think we covered football. I think we uh, covered, you know, let's get into what people are here for. Our incredibly just outstanding takes. Yeah, outstanding. Outstanding. Incredible. I had a really bad take the other day that we're not going to discuss in the pod. No, we won't discuss it because we won't discuss some of the takes I've had, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The Atlantic Division. Let's hear your standings, DB. What's it going to look like this year? We'll start with your top. Okay, so I have Tampa going. We talked about it for weeks now, obviously, but it was between Toronto and Tampa, and obviously I chose Tampa just because they have more experience. And I'm a Leafs hater. As much as I say, like, ah, I don't mind them, no, I'm a Leafs hater. I don't care. I, I fucking uh, I love Austin Matthews, though. Let's give him yep, a Yep, 100%. Point. Yep, Austin Matthews, love him. Love Mitch Marner, too. I just – don't like the Maple Leafs. Don't like you, and you know why, obviously. But yep, this it's is just anti John Tavares podcast. I mean, sure, we could say that, but I just know I, I just not the Toronto. He's playing a humble. I'm trying to be as humble as I possibly can for the listeners because I can go off the rails. But you know, yeah, Dustin Brown me, 2.0. But you know what? I get it. All right, DB. It, Let's, yeah, uh, let's let's hear let's hear number two. So two two is obviously uh, Toronto, and then we go down look, to three. The Detroit Red Wings. Holy fuck! I think they do it. I think they come back and uh, you know, Ned shocks people. He's a good goalie. I mean, I don't think he's you know top tier talent. Not saying that at all, but you know, um, they have. He's got. I mean, hey, you know, he's not an eager Shesterkin, but he's. He's up. He's up there, and you know, decent goalies. Because you can't call goalies. I'm not I saying mean, that Ned's bad. I'm not saying that Ned's bad, but I'm not saying it's going to depend on him this year either. He's got another. He's got a guy in net with him who's good too. And that's what I was about to get into. Is that he's got a tandem now, and that's where yeah. I feel like that's where they're going to start stealing a lot more games. Yes, there's a difference between a goaltender who's good for sixty and a goaltender who's good for forty. And I think Nedeljkovic is more of a guy who's good for forty. And Huso is a guy who's good for 40. And neither one is going to play 60 games. But at 40 games apiece, 41 apiece, they're going to be good. So I like it. My only concern, and we'll we'll get to that in a little. We'll get to my concern with Detroit in a little bit. But who's your fourth team? The Ottawa Senators. Love it. Love it. I love it. I think, yeah, we'll talk about it obviously a little bit more. But, you know, they're, they're on the hype train. Number five, Florida Panthers. I don't know. They took a big step I like down. I like big it. step down. Number six, the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Yep. My, my guys. Number uh, you know seven. I think, I think I'm going Sabres is my favorite. Sabres are going to start taking over my favorite team here. Really? Predators are up there too, but you know, there's so much turnover from the roster that I originally love. And I'm still, Predators are one and two. They're a one and two punch. It's, I could toss a coin on who, but 
I think my fandom is, is slowly wavering more towards the Sabres. Okay, okay. I still, hey, love the, still love my friends. Still do. That's fair. I mean, I get that 100%. I'm like that with the Coyotes and Islanders. Like, when I was younger, I was more of a Coyotes fan, obviously, because I grew up and I could go to the games all the time. But oh, yeah. I feel like I became more of an Islanders fan when I started, I guess, being able to learn how to, you know, change the channel to the Islanders games. <laughs> when I learned how to use a TV remote for something besides yeah. Nevermind. That's not I'm going to podcast. We're going <laughs> to stop that. Uh, team number two. Jesus, fuck. All right, number seven, the Boston Bruins. Boston Bruins, number seven. Yeah, that's fair. And I say – and I say Montreal is going to just get eight. I don't think really? I, I, you think Montreal is going to get eight? Really? Well, <laughs> dude. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, but like I, they're still <laughs> obviously rebuilding, but. Just, oh, yeah. Nope. No price. It. They'll be there soon. And yeah, no carry price. That's... They have a fucking. They're such a weird team. And we'll get into that, how, why they're so weird, but they're such a weird team to me. It's weird. All right. My standings. Here we yeah, go. You go. You go. I've got. The Toronto Maple Leafs at one, the Tampa Bay Lightning at two. That's my top tier in the division. I got Ottawa at three, Florida at four, Detroit at five. I pronounced Detroit. it. Like, I pronounced really? it like the I pronounced it like the Canadians on that one. Um. Um. You're on six. Can you count? Yeah, I can count. Buffalo Sabres at six, Boston Bruins at seven, and less is the Montreal Canadiens. Huh? Less, uh, what is it? Less, uh, is it less, less Canadiens than Montreal? Yes, exactly. Thank you, thank you. I was hoping you would do it for me. Give it to me one more time. Give it to me one more time, dude. I don't know if I can anymore. The list on, almost on. came out bad. One, one more time, Mister Saint Louis. Oh, the less, uh, less Canadians are there in Montreal. <laughs> you fucking Quebec, whatever the fuck they're called. What are they called? <laughs> Francophone. Franco, Francophores. Wow. Francophones. I love okay. some Francophones. So any Francophones listening, you guys are the greatest. Um, <laughs> on to the Boston Bruins is where we'll start. I'll give you the lineup. Then you'll give me your breakout candidate, some high, you know, and then I'll we'll, I'll give you mine and you know, show me yours and yeah. So I'll start with the lineup. Same method we did last time. Just wanted to refresh. You're gonna hear a sink running in the back. Um, I, I do my best to control the noises, but you know, sometimes it's out of my control. So um, they're gonna look like uh, when they start the year, it's gonna be Hall, Bergeron, and Pasternak, Zacha. Krejci by uh, DeBrusque, da, uh, uh, Felino, Coyle, Craig Smith, Trent Frederick, Noshek, and Oscar Steen. Extra is going to be Jack Studnicka and uh, Chris Wagner. Um, and then on IR, you've got Brad Marchand. He's going to be out for a little while. I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure how long. I forget. Oh, till uh, till American Thanksgiving. So. For our Canadian listeners, that's in November. And for our couple Swedish and Finnish listeners, that's in uh, late November. Uh, and they got PTO for Jerry Leon Kelpik. He's 22, played in Providence in Maine last year. Providence AHL, Maine ECHL. 
On defense, right now it's looking like to start the year, it's going to be Lindholm, Carlo, Mike Riley, Connor Clifton, Derek Forbort, Connor Carrick with extra Zaboro or and or Kai Wisman in that Allmark Swayman. And then IR on defense is McAvoy and Grizzlick. They'll be out for a little while starting the year. DB, give me your breakout candidate. You need Jake DeBrusque to step it up. All right. Jake DeBrusque for 500, please. Um, yeah, Jake DeBrusque. I think he's got – I think it, it could be a big year. He looked good at the end of last season. He started to put pucks in the net. You know, the contract uncertainty is no longer The Bruce there. Cassidy effect is over. Bruce Cassidy effect is over. Now he does not have anything to complain about because yep. I know that trade request was because rescinded. of it. Rescinded, yep. He rescinded it, yep. So, Playing alongside David Krejci, who's an incredible playmaker, and, and Pavel Zacho, who's new there, I think it's going to be good for him. Yeah, I mean – I just – I don't see how he can't strive in Boston, but I also can see it. He just may – he might not be able to play in a market like Boston or a place like Boston, and that's A-OK. But I, I I just think it's time for him to, you know, start showing the caliber player he actually is. I know he can be it. I just – we got to see it. Uh, and if he doesn't click in Boston early on, uh, just throwing this one out there for fun. He'll, cause I, you know, I like he'll be this. an Arizona Coyote. Edmonton Oilers. Really? Yeah. I've been saying I've been I've been on this for a while. His dad's with the organization as an announcer. So I could see it there. I could see a fit there, but I also could see like an Anaheim or a Seattle type team taking him. Yeah. He's still I do younger. Too. He's still he's still young. So definitely breakout year for him. What's your uh what's your big take on the Boston Bruins this year? I really think that adding, you know, Krejci and Bergeron is going to be their, you know, sort of nostalgia, but it's obviously just not enough. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to, you know, I, I, they're, they're going to, I think it's rebuild time for Boston, obviously. Or re-kink, not revamp, re-kink, not rebuild in a sense, but rebuild time. Re-kink. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's I think it's time to uh, you know shuffle things around and do a quick um, retool. There's the word. Yeah, quick retool. The word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be real careful. That's with the, the word that's it. Starting out like that. Um, <laughs> a fucking a comic I am. A comic I am. So, yeah, retool. Um, quickly, you know, quickly changing the subject before we get canceled. Uh, I, I agree. I really do. It's not even changing the subject. It's just agreeing with you. Um, yeah, I mean, they're not a playoff team. They, they have, no. they, they're not far from it. And I think that if, if they started the year fully healthy and they weren't so, um, not elderly, but if they weren't so old that we'd be looking at a very different team, but Marshan's out. He's a huge part. Taylor Hall is not really necessarily a first line guy anymore. He's more of a leading guy on a second line. Uh, Charlie McAvoy and, and Grizzly being out is huge. Brendan Carlo, I don't like him on pairing one. Um, Clifton is not a pairing two. Mike Riley is uh, lower end he's of a, pairing two. I think he's a pairing two defenseman. He could play I pairing. Think so. I, I think, think so. he's a pairing one division. Or, nah, Mike, nah, Riley, nah, nah, Mike Riley. Mike Riley. Well, well, I'm everything, 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 everything. What are you thinking? I'm I, thinking. I mean, I'm thinking of his playoff performance. Like, he plays mm-hmm. He plays well. He plays well. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
I forgot. I forgot that. Yeah, no, he's definitely a second pairing in my in my eyes. Not a fringe. Definitely a, definitely a, solid second line guy. Not a fringe. Connor Clifton, definitely not. Definitely a, a fringe lineup guy in my opinion. And then Ford, Borton, Carrick, same thing. But yeah, yeah, you know, that defense is gonna. That's a hit to start the year. It's a team that's getting older. Craig Smith, David Krejci, uh, Bergeron. Um, even Marchand, Hall's getting up there. Felino is up there on the back end. Um, I guess not really on the back end, but you know, just in general, it's a team that's getting older. Team's getting slower. There's not much guys. You know, you don't look at that team and think speed. You know, there's not. They can't compete with some of these teams that are ahead of them. So you look at Ottawa; they got faster. You look at Tampa; they're fast. Toronto, fast and highly skilled. Florida, fast. Detroit got a lot faster. Buffalo got faster. Montreal's even pretty fast, but Boston just doesn't have that aspect. Um, I think my hot take for this team is is uh, Swayman gets more starts than Allmark this season. Yeah, me too. I, 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 I agree that. that. I agree with that. Mm. A couple possible rookies we're going to see on this team. Keep an eye out for Mark McLaughlin. Georgie Merkulov or Fabian Lysel? I believe Lysel may have been loaned. No, I don't. Mm, I don't think so. No, not this year. But keep an eye out on those guys to be possible rookies making this team. All right, on to my team. Here we go. The Buffalo Sabres. Here's what their lineup's going to look like as the season starts, pending injuries and pending guys making out of camp. Here's what I think their lineup will look like or should look like as the season starts. Jeff Skinner, Tage Thompson, Victor Olofsson on line one. Line two is Tuck, Cousins, Oposo. Three, you got Paterka, Krebs, and Quinn. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Um, Line Jesus four, you got Asplin, Asplin, Middlestat, and Henestroza. Sorry for the uh, ear rape, everyone. And extras on offense, you got Bjork and Gergensons. And on defense, oh, this is a tough one. I guess Matthias Samuelson and Rasmus Dahlin. And then Owen Power, Henry Yokiharu. Jacob Bryson, Ilya Labushkin, and then extras, Lawrence Palut, Casey Fitzgerald. In net, Anderson Comrie, UPL. Comrie's a starter, so I should have read that wrong. Uh, breakout candidate, I'll let you go first, bud. I think Tage Thompson, he needs to break out with that new contract signing. Okay. I thought I, – I, yeah, I like it. I think he broke out last year, but I get, well, I get what I mean, exactly he's like, saying. I, I mean, he needs to show – yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't have nope, used I know. break out because – No, yeah, I know what you he, mean, Yeah. He's using this – he wants to have that – prove he could play for this contract. Exactly. I know exactly what you mean. When I say that, I was just making sure that – I was just vouching no. for you for the listeners so they know what no. you mean. Yeah, I get you. Because I'm a borderline genius, but not everyone is. You know, I'm fucking <laughs> with you. Um hmm Yeah, Tage Thompson needs a 70-point season or something like that. Call yeah, me crazy. No. I mean, but I think it can happen. Peyton Krebs, that's my guy. I, I mean, think he's going to have a breakout that's a great season. One. I, think I think he's going to go 40-plus points without a I doubt. like I that. Think this is, I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Nothing I too steep, his, but something nope. that's definitely hittable. It's hittable. It's good. It's a good milestone for his, for his first full NHL year. And it's something that he should do. With these line mates, that if he plays with Quinn and Paterka, I think it's very doable. And I think this is his big welcome to the NHL campaign. I think this is the thing we've been waiting for. Vegas tried to shove him in the lineup early. They didn't know how to do prospects. 
Last year, he was mostly AHL for a lot of the year. He really got to develop more. I am very excited to see how he looks in Buffalo this season. Me too. I am, I am, I am I so am. excited to actually watch the Sabres. They're going to be very good soon. Maybe even I, I sooner agree. than yeah, expected. Yeah, maybe. Goaltending is my concern with this team. They're, and it's, it's always sh- been the concern shaky. since you guys had Ryan Miller. Yep. Ever since we've ever since Miller's been gone, goaltending has been eh. Yeah, and I think uh, you need to see if Pekka Lukanen's the dude or not. Yep. Oh, and then if he's not, then Devin Levi, or you got to move on to him. You got to give him, you got to get him signed. You got to take care of that business. But, you you really do. Oh, you yeah. can't put all your eggs in the basket on Pekka Lukanen, especially nope. now that he hasn't made it. I know. I know. Um. How about your uh, – what's your take on this one? For the Sabres? Yeah, your hot take or take or whatever. My hot take for the Sabres, I really think that my take for six could obviously be reversed. I could see them in the playoffs this year. I okay. think it's a hot take. They could make a jump into the that, playoffs. That, and is, that is steaming. That is like a, that's like a warm – that's like a, uh, it's like a warm bath. We'll go with that. Okay. Thanks. I was going to say, yeah, we'll go with the one back. Keep it PG. Had to, had to improvise real quick. Had to call an audible on where Jesus I was going. Jesus Christ, playing Madden. Yeah. Hut, hut, hut. Hit X for an Yeah, audible. let's hear yours, bud. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Owen Power, Calder Trophy. Wow. Okay. Yep, call me crazy. Yeah. I'll tell you, though. It's going to be fucking hard to get it this year. Oh, 100%. That's why I wowed you. It's going to be a lot harder than last year. Shane Wright's going to play in the league this year. I'm calling it right now. So you're going to compete with Slavkovsky. You're going to compete with Wright. You're going to compete with Jake Sanderson in, in Ottawa. You're going to compete with um, – uh, miss. this is just from the division so far. You're going to compete with Kent Johnson in Columbus. You're possibly going to compete with one of the big guys in Dallas in Stan Coven. Um, Stan Coven, Johnston, Stranges, or even Maverick Bork, Bjork. You're going to compete with possibly Brant Clark in L.A., possibly Caden Gould in Montreal. Uh, I mean, that's several high-end rookies I named right there, and I know I'm missing some. Marco Rossi in Minnesota. Um, you, we get the point. Yeah, there's yeah, a I mean, that's, giant that's a fucking race. Giant pool. And we'll see who makes the NHL and who doesn't. This is what I'm looking most forward to over the next – three or four weeks training camp is one of my favorite times of the year but dude i'm mm. so excited you don't even know like we're definitely popping out the training camp one like oh, we'll sure. be able to obviously see it um i know we say this every time but we're are we making the trip to tucson i will check on tickets right now like check on tickets i'll uh i'll, I'll give you possible i'll give you some possible rookies who could play for the sabers this season Right. Yuri, Yuri Kulich, who was drafted this year. He's someone I could see making the Sabres lineup. He's looked pretty good at the prospect camp uh, today he played. Jack Quinn, J.J. Paterka. I mentioned both those guys as guys who I see in my lineup, so it's more likely than not for them. Matthew Savoie. This one's interesting. Or Savoy, Savoie, potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Um, I fucked that one pretty good. Uh, anyway, I could see him being in the lineup this year possibly. He's looked pretty good. I think they want to put him back in juniors for one more year development. And I believe Isaac Rosen was loaned, so I don't think we'll get him this season. But um, 
We'll see. Possibly Kisikov as well, depending on how he does in camp. I'm going to move on to Detroit while you're still looking up these tickets. I mean, I found them. They're here. How much? Okay, so we could sit lower level in the TCC for 44. And we could sit upper level for 31. What's we will have to talk about this after the we'll talk about this after later in the week. We yeah, obviously. But yeah, I mean, it's not horrible. Not ideal, but not horrible. No, all not right. ideal at all. Yeah, no. Um, here, real quick, I missed out on the couple on the last two teams here, but uh, the Boston Bruins this off season signed David Krejci to a one year, one million dollar contract. Um, they signed Vinny Letary, Connor Carrick, AJ Greer. Uh, Keith Kincaid and Daniel Renauf to two-way contracts. Um, they re-signed Charlie McAvoy to an eight-year extension, uh, making $9.5 million a year. They re-signed Hampus Lindholm at, at the trade deadline to an eight-year contract, making six point five a year. They re-signed Jake DeBrusk to a two-year contract, making $4 million a year, as well as some other players uh, that were on some two-way contracts. And then they re-signed Patrice Bergeron $2.5 million one-year contract. It can go up to $5 million with bonuses. And Pavel Zacha, $3.5 million one year after trading him. They acquired him this summer for Eric Howla. Uh, some notable players they lost this summer were Curtis Lazar, Josh Brown, and Anton Blid. For the Buffalo Sabres, they re-signed Craig Anderson, $1.5 million one year. Jacob Bryson, $1.85 million two years. Vinny Hinestroza, $1.7 million one year. Um, Malcolm Subban, $850K one year. Victor Olofsson, $4.75 million two years. UPL, Uko Pekka Lukanen, uh, $838K two years. And then they lost. Uh, their key departures were Colin Miller, Drake Kajula, Mark Pissick, John Hayden, Mark Jankowski, Artu Rootsalainen, and Will Butcher. Um, they acquired Ben Bishop in the 211th overall pick. Well, Ben Bishop's contract in the 211th overall pick for future considerations. And their new signed players that will be in the NHL this season include Lawrence Palut, uh, 750K one year, Ilya Labushkin, $2.75 million for two years, and Eric Comrie, $1.8 million, two years. On to the Detroit Red Wings. Um, looking much better. Incredible offseason for Steve Eiserman. And then we'll talk about it. Um, Tyler, so right now it's looking like Tyler Bertuzzi, Dylan Larkin, Lucas Raymond. Line one. Uh, line two would be Verona, Kopp, and Perron. Three, Kubalik, Rasmussen, Zadina. Four, Fabry, Suter, Sunquist. With the extras as Austin Zarnick and Joey Valeno. On defense, Ben Sherratt and Moritz Sider. Uh, Oli Mata, Philip Ronick, Jordan Osterle, Gustav Lindstrom, and Robert Hag as the extra. Uh, starting the year in IR is Mark Pisick and Jake Wallman. And in net, you have the tandem of Billy Huso and Alex Nedeljkovic. DB, what are you thinking of the Red Wings? How was their offseason? It was an amazing one. I mean, incredible. I, I'm so excited. Like I said, the eyes are playing. I have them at three. I really think they could be strong if this tandem's ready. I'm very... This, the defensive side of the puck is, yeah, obviously shaky, but you have more Sider back there. I'm very excited for him. I mean, you're looking really hot. Like, I think that the Detroit Red Wings are obviously there, 
and they're that team. They're obviously going to start taking over this division soon with Tampa Bay getting older and with Toronto not being able to be stable enough and seeing uh, how they are with goalie situations. I really feel like you never know. Yeah, I I, act, I really do. I, I completely agree on that. You don't you don't know. This is a team that looks like they have it. They have a solid roster on paper. They're dependable in net. I think they got depth on the off from the offensive side. They've got a solid. I, I'm not going to say great. They they even uh, their defense is not horrendous. It's it's not above. Ben Sherratt's not a top pairing guy, but it's not that below average. And if the, if Simon Edmondson, one of my guys who I think might make it out of camp, makes it out of camp, he's a left shot D. So depending on where he, how he looks, he might be able to play anywhere up and down that left side, which currently is Sherratt, Mata, and Osterleg. So Simon Edmondson there could change the whole dynamic. Or Jared McIsaac. So, I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I would, okay, I'll just get into my, honestly, the player that I need for them to step up. Yeah, who's your breakout? Oh, sorry, not step up, but breakout. Coming back, Jacob Rana. All right. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. I think it's really possible. With him on the – what I got him on the line with, with Kopp and Perron, that could be huge for him. This could be a huge year. I really – I mean, I love him. I love the player. I think he's a fantastic player. I I really do. So, I I hope he has a breakout year. I think he needs to, you know, like have this breakout year to prove that he can play in the league. I mean – He's just obviously didn't have his chance in Washington like he wanted to, I could say. And he needed a change of scenery, and then the injury just takes him out and he doesn't get to show it. And I feel like this is now his time to show it, especially with the team he has now. I completely agree. I completely agree. And my uh, my players to watch for a breakout are Andrew Kopp. I think he's going to put up a 50-point season. And Philip Zadina. I think that he's going to be someone to watch. He's been disappointing so far in his career. Very high pick. I I think that something's got to click or he's going to see himself playing in Europe very soon. Or something's got to click. Something's got to click here quick because there's guys knocking on the door in in, in Detroit. Well, I hope not for his sake. But there's there's prospects knocking on the door to play on the Detroit lineup that uh, he's got to really step it up here. Yeah, I mean – He's just, you know, he was all motherfuck this, motherfuck that for not picking me. And he, when, he, when he went to fifth, he was all pissed about it. I really think that he wasn't even worth the fifth. Like, they could have picked so many better players at five. Right now, it certainly doesn't look like it. Right now, it looks like a very bad pick. So, But so uh, does, I, I think, three. Who was three and, that draft? What was it? Wasn't that the one where the Coyotes didn't take Zadina and they took Hayton right before or something? No, oh, I think Hayton was five. So was Zadina four oh, or six? Oh, what dude. what draft was that? What draft was that? You're gonna have to look this one up. I'm gonna say. I want to say it's twenty. I want to say it's twenty eight. I want to say it's I did eighteen. Yeah, I want to give me give me twenty eighteen. Uh, no. Oh yeah, yep, eighteen. So it's yeah, it was uh, Dalene, Shvetchnikov, Kokniemi, the Chuck, oh. and then Coyotes took Hayton, Zadina, and then seven Hughes, 
Eight Boquist. Eight, uh, seven Quinn Hughes. Yep. Oh, geez. Who was nine? Kratsov. And ten? Bouchard. Okay. I'll take any of those guys basically over. over... And then, no, uh, there's still more. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's here. Wallstrom, Dobson, 11 and 12 back to back. Wow. See, Delandria is a tough one. He hasn't really panned out. No, but then you got Farabee. Oh. <laughs> yep. Wow. And then that's where it starts to fizzle out. Knock, knock, Medina. But you got like Keandre Miller at 22. Like I said, he's got guys knocking on his door in Detroit. Come on out, dog. Um, yeah. If you There's see so many them, better right? picks. Yeah, I know. All right, what's your, uh, what's your hot take for Detroit here? They can take the two spot. I think that they oh, are evenly, like pla- they're evenly placed at the three. But like I said, Toronto's goalie situation isn't looking the best. Like you guys are really putting Matt Murray on your shoulders. And Samsonov. It's, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting approach. I think they just wanted to go a full 180 from what they did last year. They had two goalies who put up good numbers before that put up okay numbers last year. And then now they want to have goalies who put up shit numbers last year. And maybe they'll put up. Good Maybe they'll put up better numbers, but or they'll put up just worse numbers. Um, huh. So my take for them is Simon Edvinson ends up playing top minutes, top line minutes before the end of the season. Okay. Call me crazy. Yeah, it's fine. So, Phil, uh, this this off season they were very busy. They re-signed Rob Fabry four years. Oh, well, this is be- that was before this off season, but still. Uh, Billy Huso, after trading, after acquiring him for the 73rd overall pick, they signed him to a $4.75 million per year extension over the next three years. Uh, they did Marco Casper got his ELC, their eighth overall pick. Uh, Jake Wallman got $1.05 million over one year. And Philip Zadina signed a $1.83 per year, uh, $1.83 million per year contract over the next three years. Now, they signed only Mata to a one-year, $2.25 million contract. AHL, one of the top scorers in the AHL last year, Austin Zarnick, to a two-year, $7.63,000 per year deal. Uh, ben Sherratt, four years, $4.75 per year. Andrew Kopp, $5.625 per year, five years. David Perron, $4.75 per year for two years. Dominic Kubelik, 2.5 for two years. And then Mark Pissick, 8, 850K for one year. Robert Hag, 800K for one year. Now, they lost. Um, uh, the key departures off their roster were Ryan Murphy. Um, oh, never mind. I guess he wasn't really a key departure. I thought it was – I misspoke there. Mark Stahl, Mitchell Stevens, Thomas Grice, Kelvin Pickard, um, Oleo Levy, Sam Gagne, and Carter Rowney. That was their departures this offseason. They added a lot and a couple of rookies to look for this year making the team. Jared McIsaac on the left side on the on defense. He's currently 22 years old. So look for him to make that jump possibly this season. Simon Edvinson, the 19-year-old, could really make the lineup this year and be an impact player right away. Not quite in the same level as Sider to start with, but possibly similarly and definitely similarly down the stretch. Very different style, though. And Jonathan Berggren on offense. He's currently 22 years old. Look for him to possibly jump in the lineup this year. We're going to go with one more team, then we're going to head to a break. We're going to go with the Florida Panthers, who also had a pretty busy summer. Uh, their, their 
line up. You know what? We're going to start with uh, the moves they made. We're going to start, start with that now. Yeah, I go um, with that. This summer, they re-signed Alexander Barkov. You know, they did this last summer again, but it comes into effect this season. $10 million per year, uh, eight years. Carter Verhag, uh, $4.167 million per year for three years. Uh, E2 Lusterainen, $1.5 million, two years. Lucas Carlson, 800 k for a year. And Matthew Tuchuk, $9.5 million, eight years. Uh, the tr- big trade and the only trade they made this summer was Jonathan Huberto, a conditional 2025 first, Mackenzie Weger and prospect Cole Schwint to the Calgary Flames for Matthew Tuchuk in a conditional fourth. This summer, they signed Mark Stahl to a one-year 750K deal. Uh, Nick Cousins, $1.1 million for two years. Uh, CHL Defenseman of the Year, Nathan Steos to an 860K deal per year for three years. Um, Rudolph Balsers, 750K one year. Chris Tierney, 750K one year. And Michael Delzato, 750K one year. Key departures were Maxim Mammon, Mason Marchment, Jonas Johansson, Noel Achari, Claude Giroux, Ben Sherratt, Marcus Nudavara, and Robert Hag. So going into the season, their lineup's going to look something like this. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, Barkov, Sam Reinhart, Verhag, Bennett, Hornquist, Balsers, Lundell, Colin White, Lomberg, Lusterainen, Cousins, with Tierney and Levchi as the extras. Uh, Duclair will start the year on IR, and Eric Stahl will, uh, has a PTO. Gustav Forsling and Ekblad is D-pairing one. Mark Stahl and Gudis is D-pairing two. Or sorry, Mark Stahl and Montour is D-pairing two. And then Lucas Carlson and Gudis is three. Michael Delzato is the extra defenseman. Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight in net. Uh, the extra forward, Anton Levchi, he had 61 points in 55 games with Tapara in Liga last season. So he's a new guy to the NHL. All right, DB, who's your breakout candidate this season? Okay, it's a very steep one, but I have a, like a case for it. It's Colin White. Love it. Let's hear the He case. can play anywhere in the lineup and at any position. And it's at the cheapest price because he was bought out. They, was he on a one by 1.2? Right That's now? A pretty, he's a, yeah, right now yeah. he's at a one by 1.2. Yeah, he's at nothing. That's a pretty good contract for a guy like him if he can come back to a full, healthy Colin White. Yeah, playing alongside likely Balsers and Lundell to start. And then either Hornquist and Lundell or Verhag or Bennett or who knows once Duclair comes back. Uh, my guy is Rudolph Balser, similar for similar reasons as White. I think he's a similar style player in terms of skill level and, and production. And I think they're both going to be really good this season and look for, you know, bounce back seasons in Florida, a place that has been bounce, a bounce back place for a lot of guys. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's going to be good to see. Um, What's your take on the team? Oof. I just think they took a big step down, obviously, from where they were. And uh, they need to, obviously, um, showcase it. Their goalie situation, you have Spencer Knight, but you're also paying Bobrovsky 11 or what is it, 10 million, 11 million? 10 million. Yeah, you're paying him 10 million. Like, mm, I'm not, I'm not, I just, I don't know. I'm not for it. Nope. 
Me neither. It's a lot of money. That is a lot of money for a goaltender who's putting up uh, <laughs> not good numbers. Yeah, not the greatest numbers there. They were offensively incredible last season. Defensively, meh. They weren't bad, but you know, winning a game seven six is not a defensively sound game. Offensively, exactly. it's great, but I think that you know my take for this team heading into this year is they're going to take a major step back in defense, and they're going to take just as much of a step back in offense. They're going to be, I think they're going to be similarly balanced this season because of the new coaching style. It's a whole new coach. It's a whole new system they have to adjust to now. That's the other tough thing. But not as much run and gun as Brunette and Quenville were. But uh, I don't know. I don't think it's going to benefit them greatly. And losing Huberdeau is a lot. And uh, losing Rieger is huge on that back end. It doesn't sound – that back end sounds mediocre now. Yeah, it really does, honestly. It really does. Forsling and Ekblad, Mark Stahl and Montour is your top four. (laughs) That doesn't doesn't scream great to me. No, it doesn't at all. Now, now Rieger – Ekblad, Forsling, Montour. Yeah. They're in a whole different, you're telling a whole different story now. Doesn't scream great. And that's that Bobrovsky money tied up that's uh, impacting that. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back in about three and a half seconds for you guys, probably two minutes for us. All right. On to Montreal. One of the I maybe the most least interesting one to uh discuss. You want to just do the most least interesting takes then? That would be no. so funny. No, no, no like oh. do our takes would just say it in like the most just disinterested way. Yeah, I'm down. We'll say the most disinterested way. Um I'm gonna run through the their moves this off season and the lineup and, and we'll give our takes, but I accidentally I didn't write down any of my takes, so we're gonna go Hot off the mind for this one. For the Montreal takes. For here on out, the next four teams, I did not write anything down beside their lineups. So the takes and everything are going to be, well, fuck it, we ball. So this offseason, the Montreal Canadiens re-signed Nick Suzuki, 7.875, eight years. Jake Evans, $1.7 million, three years. Chris Weidman, 763K, two years. It was a, that was a solid signing. Rem Pitlick, $1.1 million, two years. Sam Montembeau, a one-way contract, $1.1 million even, two years. Caden Primo, goaltender, one-way contract, 890K, three years. And Kirby Dock, $3.36 million per year for four years. Uh, Uri Slavkovsky and Philip Massard signed their ELCs. Uh, they signed Madison Bowie, uh, Mitchell Stevens, and Anthony Richard to one-year league minimum, 750K, 750K league minimum, wow. one-year contract. There we go. Fucking figure it out, bud. Uh, key departures via free agency or otherwise retirement, just free agency in this case, were Louis Belpedio, Cal Clagg, Xavier Olette, Gene Sebastian D, William Lagesson, and Sammy Miku. So, a big couple trades this offseason for them. They acquired Kirby Doc, Evgeny Dadanov, Michael Matheson in a 23 fourth. For Alexander Romanov, the 98th overall pick, the 66th overall pick, 
Shea Weber's contract, um, Jeff Petrie, Ryan Paling, a conditional 2025 first, and Sean Monahan. So, oh, I'm fucking with you. They acquired a ten- – oh, my God. They acquired the 2025 Yeah, it just, it, just, it just shows how much you care about the Canadians. No, 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 no. I wrote it down under the traded part. No, fuck. So, they acquired Doc. Dadanov, Matheson, Monahan, a 25 conditional first and a 23 fourth. Fuck me. So here's what their lineup looks like. Slavkovsky, or as I'm going to start calling him, Big Slavs. Six Jesus. fucking, what is he, 6'4? Six, 6'3 four? Six, or 6'4? Six, Something, I think it's 6'4. I think it's 6'4. 6'4, six, six, four. Four, 230 fucking 8. How are you, bud? So he moves like the wind. I know, I, I know. I saw that video and I was like, holy shit, I take everything back I've said about him possibly being slow this year. Um, <laughs> Slavkovsky, Suzuki, Caulfield. Again, this isn't, none of these lineups are official. This is my opinion on the season starting. Drewang, Dvorak, Anderson, Hoffman, Monahan, Gallagher, Armia, Doc, Dadnov, Evans, and Pitlick as the extras. Byron and Carey Price starting the season on IR. Matheson and Savard is the pairing one. Edmondson and Burren as pairing two. Harrison Weidman is three. Schooneman as the extra D-man. Allen and Montembeau as the goaltenders. DD, who's your breakout player? Cole Caulfield. I like it. Under St. Louis. What do you call he it? Needs 30 to step goals? it up. Yeah. He needs to step it up, especially after getting sent down. I know it kind of might have been a rush situation there in Montreal, but. Under a mediocre coach? No, nah, I'm fucking with you. They were telling him to lose, and they fired him for losing. Pretty much. Um, my, uh, my thing here is going to be Kirby Doc. Call me crazy. I don't think he's had a great year or career to start. I think Marty St. Louis is going to be someone who gets him out of that mindset of you're six, you're over six, two, you have to be this way. And I think he's going to tap into his skill side because Kirby Doc's a very skilled player. 100%. He's not, really, he's not really the kind of player that's that is that big and doing all the hitting and everything. Yes. He's still going to hit. Yes. He's still going to use his size, but he's more of a, of a skilled finesse kind of guy. 100%. So, you know, it's similar to Granado in Buffalo with Tage Thompson. Is if they can tap into that side of Kirby Doc and really and emphasize that there's more to him than north and south hit and, and back check, then we're going to see a huge improvement in his game. Uh, what's your take on the Montreal Canadiens? They're just a dead last team. I don't really have much thing to say to them. I think that they could be good. I mean, losing Carey Price – was a big blow because they, you know, you, you kind of think, oh, maybe they could do something, but they're still rebuilding. Give them time. A couple years away. You know, you can you can tell it was a team that was good not long ago, but a couple years away. That first line's young. They're going to be really good. You know, you got to get some more younger guys in there. You got to move some of these heavier contracts for older guys. Mike Hoffman, Brennan Gallagher, Josh Anderson, Jonathan Drewang, Christian Dvorak, you know, guys like that. I'm getting dad and all. Uh, it's a team made up of almost bad contracts essentially aging forwards you know so yeah you know they got, I mean, they're working on that you know they just they needed obviously keep taking a couple of years and it's gonna come hopefully exactly i think so i think so oh, I think you so don't too. know but 
Yeah. Yeah. That's how I um, feel about them. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Dead last place team in the, in the division, uh, in the league, I think they're bottom five easily. Bottom three, probably. Probably Chicago, Arizona, Montreal. Yeah. Not in that order, but just those three teams kind of fucking around in their bottom three. Um, uh, a couple rookies that can make the team. I mean, obviously, Yurav Slavkovsky, Justin Barron, Jordan Harris um, come to mind right away. I mentioned those guys already. A uh, couple other guys would be uh, Philip Massar. I know that he's going to play in Kitchener, Jeff Merrick said, uh, likely. You know, if he plays in, in, the, in juniors, he'll be in Kitchener, if not Laval. I don't think he'll make Montreal. I think it's a long shot, but there's a possibility. Um, trying to think of who else. Caden uh, Gould. And maybe Matthias Norlander, but other than that, you know, it's looking like the roster that we already talked about. So let's head on, let's head to the team that had the second best offseason in the division. Right up the road, the Ottawa Senators, or I guess down the road. So this season, this offseason, the Ottawa Senators re-signed Dylan Gambrell, one year, 950K. Nick Holden, $1.3 million one year. Anton Forsberg, $2.75 million, three years. Josh Norris, $7.95 million, eight years. And uh, Matthew Joseph, $2.95 million, four years. And then they got an extension done with Tim Stutzla that kicks in after this season. Eight years, 8.125, I believe. Uh, they signed Claude Giroux, $6.5 million per year for three years. They signed Jacob Larson, league minimum for one year, and Jace Howerluck, league minimum for one year. Key departures were Colin White, Michael Belzato, Adam Gaudet, Victor Mete, Chris Tierney, and Logan Shaw. Uh, they traded away the seventh overall pick, the 39th overall pick, a 23-third, a 24-third, a 24-seventh. Matt Murray, 25% of his contract retained. Philip Gustafson and Connor Brown. They acquired Alex DeBrinkett, Cam Talbot, in a 2024 second-round pick. Um, we'll head into their lineup real quick, and then I'll get your thoughts on the team and your breakout player. Uh, top line, Brady Tachuk, Josh Norris, Drake Batherson. Second line, DeBrinkett, Stutzla, Giroux. Third line, Formanton, Pinto, Joseph. Then we got Tyler Mott, who they just signed, so I didn't get to mention him yet, but they did just sign him as well. Uh, Dylan Gambrell and Austin Watson. Extras, Mark Kastelik. Scotty Saborn and Parker Kelly on defense. You got Thomas Shabbat, Artem Zub, Jake Sanderson on the pairing. Two would be Jake Sanderson and Nikita Zaitsev pairing three Brandstrom and Hamannick as the extras would be Holden and Lassie Thompson in that uh, Cam Talbot, Anton Forsberg. The PTOs would be Derek Broussard and Michael Dalcole. DB, who's your breakout player? What's your thoughts on the team? Let's hear it. I'd want Timmy Stitzler to, you know, Show us Timmy Stutzla at the full 100% level he can. I want him to be in this top six with that top six he's in. And I want him to, you know, show why he is him. Why he's that I was, dude. I love it. I love that. I do. I love that pick. I was going to say Josh Norris, but after hearing you say that, I'm obviously going to keep it as Josh Norris, but I, I'm going to go with, if I didn't have to pick a different one, I'd go with Tim Stutzla. But, I mean, and then just to add to what you said, I've heard he's absolutely fucking jacked going into this yep. season. From, from I mean, Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick talked about it on their podcast. And, I mean, I've heard he's absolutely ripped. And, and I've seen pictures of him and stuff circling around. And 
I mean, if this kid comes in, he's absolutely ripped, and he goes and plays with the Brinkett and Giroux, fresh off signing this contract. I don't think that there's a there's a, nobody can stop this kid. I am excited to see how this goes. Yeah, me too, dude. Me the too. Ger- the German freak. So, I uh, yeah, him and or Josh Norris. Same thing with Josh Norris. I think this has got to be a good year for him, full healthy year for him uh, to Chuck and Batherson as a line or just Norris playing in his top six. You know, for a full season, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a huge year for him. He's gonna have a a real good year. So, uh, what's your take on the Sens? Um, they are an evenly ranked fourth place team for me. I really feel like Alex DeBrinket's gonna have a like seventy point season. Love it, love it. Seventy. I could see. I could easily see seventy. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down. You. I'm gonna go eighty five. Wow. Wow. Five points for DeBrinket. Okay. We need to write all this shit down that we're saying somewhere and at the end of the year see how much stuff we got right. Maybe listen. we'll have to we'll just re listen. Yeah, exactly. We'll have to re listen and see what we get. Um my hot take for, for Ottawa, I guess, beside Alex DeBrinket eighty five points would be I'm gonna go Tim Stutzla sixty points. <laughs> wow, me. imagine that. Call me crazy. Yeah, Tim Stutzla sixty that, points. Though. And and Jake Sanderson finishes top Five in voting for the Norris. I'm going to take a chicken shit route on that one. I could have went top three, but I'm going to go top five. I like that. Yeah, I'm too I'm too scared to go higher than that. All right, rookies that can be in the lineup this year. Lassie Thompson, Jake Sanderson, as I just mentioned. I don't know if we're going to still call Shane Pinto a rookie, but if we are, he's on the list. Um, trying to think of a couple other rookies that could be on the lineup this year. Um, nothing really coming to mind. Oh, Ridley Greig. He could get in a fourth line spot on this team. He's a fucking nasty guy. He's he's a, and he's got a solid upside too. But I think they're going to run up the lineup that we talked about. They got a lot of depth options this year, and with with Derek Broussard and Michael Dalcole coming in on PTOs, I don't think that they're really looking to add too much more use to this young lineup. So on to uh, the defending Stanley Cup runner-ups, and prior to that, two-time champions. Um, Reese, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Tampa fan. I'm not. I just, Fuck you. I, just, I, I know. Uh, re-signed by Tampa Bay this offseason. Braden Point enters the first year of his $9.5 million per year deal. Uh, it'll last eight seasons. Nick Paul re-signed $3.15 per year for seven years. Pat Maroon re-signed $1 million for two years. Uh, former exceptional status uh, defenseman Sean Day uh, re-signed 750k one year. What a Connie! Um, oh boy, got yeah. paid. Oh boy, got paid for that exceptional from his status. coast from his coast oh, yeah. contract. Oh my God! Brian Elliott one year 900k, and then they signed Hayden Flurry 763k two years. Vladislav Nemesnikov 2.5 million one year. Ian Cole 3 million one year. The one that's really interesting to me is Felix Robert, uh, 858K, two years. A prospect that they got to sign this summer, unsigned. His team didn't sign him or something like that. Yeah, his last team in the draft didn't sign him, or I believe. Something that scares me about Tampa is their ability to find these diamonds in the rough. So keep an eye on Felix Robert, Felix Robert, uh, however it's pronounced, um, to be, you know, someone who kind of sneaks up similar, you know, similarly to a lot of the guys in their organization who have kind of snuck up from being late-round picks. So, 
Uh, guys, oh, they made a trade. They traded away Ryan McDonough. They acquired Philippi Myers and Grant Mismash. And they traded or they lost to free agency. They lost Jan Ruda, um, Andrzej Palat. That was their biggest loss. Charles Houdon and then goaltender prospect or younger goaltenders, Alexei Melnicek and Amir Miftikov. Say that 10 times fast. Um, yeah, so those guys are both gone. And their lineup this year is looking something like this head into the year. Stamkos, Point, Kucherov, Killorn, Paul, Hagel, Nemesnikov, Colton, Perry, Maroon, Bellamar, Barboulet with Fort, Gabriel Fortier and Jamel Smith is their extras with Hedman and Chernock on D pairing one, Sergachev and Cal Foot on two, Ian Cole, Philippi Myers on three, Hayden Fleury as the extra, Vasilevsky and Elliot Nett, and then Sorelian Bogosian as the uh, starting the year on injured reserve. DB, go before I have a coughing attack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Breakout. Uh- my breakout candidate, honestly, it's just because he's coming into that big contract is Braden Point. I want him to play into that contract if it's going to, you know, you want it to obviously have your signings pan out and not look DB, stupid as hell. DB, are you saying 100 points for Braden Point? You know, he might need to with that old-ass offense he's got. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to go with a different breakout candidate. I'm going to take a different route. Okay, well, I want to hear it. Oh, sorry. I'm just gonna. This one's gonna stay. This one's gonna stay personal. No, of course you're gonna hear it. Um, I I think that this is the year that we really see Ross Colton take off. Okay. Now I'm not a huge. I, I love analytics, right? I don't understand them as much as I wish I did. I'm trying to. I'm trying to understand some things a little better. Um, I do understand them pretty well, actually, but there's a few things that, that I try to break down, you know, relating it to the game more. Cause you can look at these numbers, right? You can look at just the numbers. You can look at just the game and neither way is going to be great. You need to know, but you need to look at both. You know, you watch Ross Colton on the ice and, and it tells you one thing, you know, you, you look, you turn him on the TV, you watch him. He's a hustler. He's a fucking, he's, he bangs, right? He goes in the corners. He makes the plays. He's a, he's a player that every coach wants. He plays a 200 foot game. He's constantly there. I believe he. I believe he does some power play time. I know he kills penalties, but he's he's there. He's in all situations kind of player. And then you look at the analytics, and he's towards the top in five v five goal scoring. He's at top of projected everything that's like for projected this year for top five v five goal scoring. He's basically towards the top of all of it. Well, as, then he's a third line guy. So I'm I'm calling him breakout candidate right now. I'm calling thirty. I'm calling a thirty goal season. Call me fucking wild. Yeah, i i could I could see it. Good. I can I can see. Eh. Good because you might have to find a new co-host if all these fucking things don't pan out. <laughs> so I hope you fucking see it. We're going to be seeing a lot of skid row when this podcast fails. I'm just kidding. We don't make money off this yet. You guys, <laughs> yet. Aren't, doing good, you guys aren't doing good enough job promoting us. Yeah, like I have a dog barking in the background. That's fine, dude. You know what? Our, our... If, if that it is what it ah, is. Ah, DB, it is. It is. 50. It is. It's 50. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Now we're still here. All right. What's your, uh, what's your hot take on the Tampa Bay... Lightning. The Tampa Bay Lightning. 
They're going to win the division. <laughs> that was all you said. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I have to say. No, I don't have much fucking, to you say. Just fucking, you just you know what's going to – this division is just a giant fucking clusterfuck. I know. I know it's bad. It's really bad. You just leave it off at the Tampa Bay Lightning, period. That's all. That's all, folks. Fuck on the eyes. Exactly. Keep the puck on the eyes. Uh-oh, DB's mad. DB's fuming. Mm-hmm. DB, it's okay, bud. Yep. DB, it's okay, bud. We can keep rolling this. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's all I got to say. That's all you got to say. We're going to tackle this. We're going to tackle this one last team here. And it's my favorite team of all time. The fucking Toronto Maple Leafs. Fuck, I'm just ripping this piece of paper up now, honestly. I already know what I'm going to say about them. Fuck them. All right. Uh, this offseason, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Morgan Riley extension goes into effect. $7.5 million, eight years. Mark Giordano, 800K, two years. Timothy Liljegren, $1.4 million, two years. And Joseph Wall, 766K, two years. And then Kyle Clifford, 763K, two years. Uh, they signed Nick Aubkubel, $1.1 million, one year. Dennis Morgan, league minimum, 750K, one year. Adam Gaudet, league minimum for a year. Jordy Ben and Victor Matei, league minimum for a year. Ilya Samsonov, $1.8 million, one year. Kale Yarncroft, $2.1 million, four years. Pierre Engvall, $2.25 million, one year. They made one trade. They traded away Peter Mrazek in the 25th overall pick for the 38th overall pick where they drafted Fraser Minton. DB, you all good, dog? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm just getting that Jets highlights in, I guess. Oh, my God. Um, Departed. Uh, they lost uh, They lost Jason Spezza. He retired. Carter Hutton, he retired. Hold on, Jack hold on, Clay. You know Let's make this interesting. You're they're gonna. So I'm gonna take my AirPods out. I'm gonna see if anything happens. But we're gonna hear some takes from some non-hockey people. Oh Jesus! Hang on, let's finish our Toronto Maple Leafs. Nah, not okay. Actually, yeah, let's finish it up real quick, and then we'll hear yeah. it. Yeah, we'll finish it. That'll up be nice. So that, that's how that's how we'll do. That's how we'll end it. That's how we'll end it. Mikheyev, Kasha, uh, Labushkin, Ian Scott, uh, all left. Um, Toronto's Maple Leafs lines look like Michael Bunting, Matthews Marner is line one, Kerfoot, Tavares, Nylander at two, Robertson, Camp, Yarncroft at three, Engvall, Abrucis, Simmons at four with uh, Ob Kubel, Clifford, and Gaudette as the extras and they currently have Zach Ashton Reese and Dylan Ferguson, Ferguson's a goaltender at P- on a PTO Mike R- uh, Morgan Riley and Brody at pairing one on defense Muzzin and Hole on two, Giordano and Liljegren on three Sandine is currently still an RFA. He looked like he will likely slot in as the extra defenseman. Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov on net. DB, give me a quick breakout candidate, your hot take. And then we'll hot take on. for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's, not, it's kind of not one person. It's the Lilgren Giordano line combo. That price that they are at right now, they need to, you know, defensive court, you know, be stable in the depth roles. Because, you know, you have the Morgan Rileys and all that, but mm, Toronto is very shaky in the past with depth defense. And now that they're saying they have it, I really feel like Lilgren and 
Giordano are going to do what they need to do. Yep. Who's your breakout candidate? Give me one. Um, I think Austin Matthews is going to have like a 100-point season. Uh, I'm going to go – well, I think I'm going to go Austin Matthews leads – I'm going to go Austin Matthews 70 goals. Okay. Call me fucking crazy. That's almost a goal a game. It's 12 off of a goal a game if he plays all 82. I'm going to go 70 goals for Austin Matthews. And my breakout candidate, I'm going to go – I'm going to go um, – Nick Robertson, this is his year. Okay. All right. Let's get a couple. Right. Uh, let's get some. Let's let's give this a shot. If it doesn't work out, this is the end of no. the episode. So. 